0: Welcome back, everybody, to the solo session here for Sifel. I'm not going to beat around the bush here. We're going to get right into it because I'm sure you have many, many questions, Brendan, for poor old Sekarak here who's slumped over in his chair. A little bit of blood, not looking great, but he has addressed you as old friend. Hmm. Um, And now you have just made this huge journey over the course of like 12 days. Um, And now you stand in this tower. You can see the view of the Kingdom of Ember beyond the floating rocks rotating around this keep. Um, And this figure that you've met only once, but you're having all these memories of this place once again. Um, What does Safel say here?
1: I think, uh, you know, taking the space in, these these boards and diagrams and and things that you've described around, and this this feeling of familiarity that now Sekarak is sort of echoing. What is this place? Why do I know it?
0: They have uh, one arm kind of clenched around their, their stomach, holding some of their ropes to them. Well, it uh, was a home of sorts for myself. And you used it also as a study for many, many years, hundreds of years. In fact, I'm sorry that you will Most of your memories, it seems, have been robbed of you.
1: He's just frustrated. He doesn't... What do you mean, hundreds?
0: (laughs) Well, (laughs) sorry, I keep forgetting just how much you have forgotten. Uh, Perhaps you'd like to have a seat? And he gestures to one of the chairs beside him at this small table in the middle of the room. Hey, no pressure. I, I have no tricks up my sleeves or anything like that.
1: I will, um... <clears throat> cautiously take a seat. Just, like, glancing around the room. Uh, well, first of all... Do I see the the
0: uh, obsidian egg anywhere? Ooh, make either an investigation or perception check. If you're trying to make it, like, very quick and settle, do perception. If you're actually, like, not afraid to show that you're looking around the room, do investigation.
1: I'm not afraid.
0: Okay. Uh, oh, God, that sweet intelligence bonus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I missed it so much. Yeah, I've been missing that from the party for a while.
1: Oh, my God.
0: What is it? A plus five or a plus six with some bullshit that you've got? I forget. Bitch, remember. it's a plus eight. Get oh out.
1: oh. Hold oh. on. Like my straight intelligence is a is a plus five. My investigation yeah. is a plus eight. Goddamn. Um, but he he's a little he's a little distracted. So
0: oh, but wait, I have this thing. Oh yeah, knowledge. This is knowledge from a past life. That's right. Uh, oh my yeah, god! And you've wearing... definitely been feeling it in these moments. You're recalling yeah. like all the nooks and crannies of this tower in this moment. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and use a add a d6 to that.
1: Ah, oh, beautiful, beautiful.
0: Uh, <laughs> what is it? Forty? <laughs> Eighteen? I didn't oh, roll well. Okay. All right, not bad. Um, you don't see the obsidian dragon egg. Okay. You also don't recall seeing it on any of the other floors in this tower that you've come through. Mm. Uh, But Sekharak sees you looking around and goes, "Ah, yes, I'm sure you're most curious as to what happened with the egg, and uh, we'll get there in time. Believe me, nothing untoward has happened with it at all. And I see that my presumptions that something would perhaps befall you were indeed correct and so I'm glad I led you where I did though albeit the hag was a hiccup in that plan
1: we do tend to make our own monsters
0: that is very true No, um, excuse me um no, that, and he's, uh, referring to, like, the egg that you have, is that is a very cleverly disguised basilisk egg. So have no fear. You did not tot one of your precious lunar dragons from the astral realm here only to be butchered by whoever's done this to you. I'm assuming one of the lords that has arrived here in the Underdark. Am I far off? Orcus, but
1: he saying he did this to me would not be 100% accurate. He merely capitalized on a fortuitous situation.
0: Mm. And I'm sorry that you found yourself in such a moment, my friend. I wouldn't have wished it on you, though to see you in some form even if it's this one, is not totally disheartening. There are... uh, Well, I wish I could say ways, but I really only know of one way in which you could recover perhaps who you once were, should the gods and fates be willing. Um, The journey there could be quite difficult.
1: What happened to you? Ah,
0: yes, and they like peel back their arm from their their waist, and you can see it's like old, very dark red, kind of caked blood. Uh, yes, no, I had um a rather unfortunate visit by a very fiery themed of sorts. Um, how this bloke managed to find out. About this tower was quite interesting for they said they had fed upon your memories to find it which considering you have no memories of your own I presume it's hard to believe how they would have sourced that from you but uh, big antlered cloven hoof fire wings a large axe and whip any of it ringing a bell Not to me,
1: but I think I remember Artemis saying something.
0: Hmm, well, they um, unfortunately broke into the tower, and, well, um, as you can see from the other floors, a, a little bit of a scuffle ensued, in which I have been wounded as such and while I'd like to say I gave as good as I got I'm not entirely sure before they fled but uh, I do believe I managed to fend them off from retrieving any of my collection or any of your old books Um, so that is that is good I suppose in one way though I don't think I have enough salves or potions to Truly remedy this, and my magics are a bit exhausted at the moment. If you. if you truly remember me, then you know I'm no much more help in that regard, (laughs) but. Yes. For two analytical minds, you'd think we'd have more failsafes for such occasions, but no, that was. uh, appears to be our downfall. (laughs) You think having a grasp
1: of the whole weave would give you access to some shred of healing magic.
0: You really would think so, but the gods are fickle, are they not? (laughs) It's kind of bullshit. (laughs) Yes. It's it's good to see you. I'm sorry I could not treat you better sooner. Not knowing your friends, but also the condition in which you arrived... Uh, was rather upsetting considering your, your and our past um, so forgive me for that I
1: will in exchange for your forgiveness I I don't know what we
0: our past was oh well Um, I suppose I can tell you briefly while some of my potions are brewing that might be able to help me. I'm not entirely sure. We'll see, but um gosh, how old am I now? Close to 703? I think now. Getting quite old for my, my sake. I, I was probably I think I was in my early 200s that we first met. See, I was prowling the underdark in search of any scraps of knowledge and hidden items that others had stowed away. Any of the drow, for that case. They, they usually have their good little stashes, or even the grey dwarves. They're pretty good about it, but nonetheless. In that, I had stumbled upon a flayer colony. And on the outskirts, who else do I find but a rogue wizard? <laughs> One even trying to disguise themselves as such to infiltrate and destroy the very colony that I had stumbled upon. And it was there that we decided that perhaps we might be of mutual aid to each other. And, well, a few hours later, I think it was just hours, it might have been a day or two, it got pretty hairy in there at times... We did, in fact, manage to destroy that colony. Uh, and while I got some very interesting treasures, which are unfortunately now cinders down below, you were able to finish your mission. You, you were quite hell-bent on destroying this this Flayer colony. You told me how you'd come from wild space, <laughs> something that I had not uh, truly conceived or thought of even, being trapped here within these lowly, deep tunnels. Uh, But we managed a sort of friendship. I was always on the hunt for more treasures. You were trying to find the stragglers here of the colony, and eventually, well, perhaps a few years later, after clearing out most of the Underdark, we came across, uh, one of the six tentacle fiends, which it seems you almost turned into yourself. Uh, the, the names, um, escaping me at the moment, but they had constructed this tower and were, well, plaguing the local fauna around here. The, the kobolds that live here now and make their kingdom. We met their ancestors a few hundred years back, and, um, well, the Silithid was going on and on about it, and we took a bloody good flight, fight to them, and, well, we decided to take this tower. And he's looking around the room, and he goes, you decided to enlighten me in much of what you had acquired for knowledge over both the arcane and the, the realms. Oh. Of all the different worlds that you had travelled to, you told me that you were uh, an arc mage of a, a an illustrious school out there in the realms of wild space. Perhaps one of the first to ever be established. It was extraordinary. And then you constructed the very uh, circle down below in their now mines of that fiendish kobold below, and that's how. Over centuries, you would occasionally come to visit and share new travels and treasures with me, or I would have news for you of the surface world here in the, well, the regular plane, I I guess you could put it. That that was our friendship in a nutshell, but about uh, ten years ago, you went silent. I, I did not hear from you. And then, lo and behold, here you all appear as a mind flayer yourself, which brought much concern. I reached out to you while you rested here within the city. I don't know if you remember it. We touched mines for but a moment. I do. I'm not sure how you you came to that state, Svel, but it must have been something awful for it to have gotten the best of you I wish I could tell you
1: so sort of the humor sets in of I was so apprehensive of the stranger who knew who I was when I didn't (laughs) and you only knew who I was because I had told
0: you indeed (laughs) the egg
1: the not the obsidian one the one I did find I remembered
0: putting one down there And indeed you had, uh, many, many, many years ago. And that was at a time when their race was almost on the verge of extinction. See, a war you had told me had erupted between the solar dragons and the lunar dragons, and it made hell of all wild space. And you, being the lunar guardian, were trying to strike peace with the soul guardian. The other half to the twin wardens you spoke of often that would watch over all of the astral realm. But those two of my brethren were a bit too feisty with each other. Couldn't stand to be in one another's presences, and their souls are, well, they are quite boisterous. Not nearly so much as perhaps the golds, but... uh, well we we all have our things, don't we? But you had done that long ago. You teleported as many eggs as you could here, stashed them, and I watched over them until eventually you did strike truce and then you took them home. I'm sorry for for tricking you. I I did not realize that it would have brought up memories perhaps painful memories for you. It's hard to attach
1: emotion to something that doesn't feel yours.
0: Fair. Fair. (coughs) (coughs) And you see him, like, cough up, and he pulls up a handkerchief, and he's got a little bit of blood in the corner of his mouth. The other thing you notice that when he did that His form, like, kind of shimmered a little bit. Uh, But he he gets done patting his lips and kind of puts it back within his robes and tucks his hand back over himself. And um, he goes, but what have, what has become of your new new companions? The uh, feline and the uh, amphibious one.
1: I failed them in many ways. I was. I lost control of a situation that I should have been able to handle in order to protect them. I wasted resources, I was rash, and I fell because of it. And when I fell. Orcus decided I was useful as his. Mm. And I spent so much time and detached so much emotion Believing that if you are not a benefit, you are a hindrance. And if you cannot protect, you are harmful. And I could not bring myself to put them in the way of what I became.
0: I'm very sorry for you, my friend, that you feel such a way about it. And that a very powerful being has sought to use you in a regard. um... (coughs) And you see he actually like steps up out of the chair and he like kind of starts stumbling towards the staircase that you were that you came up from. And as he does, he like begins to fall a little bit. And then you see one of his arms shift, in like both image and form, into this extremely large, like deep purple, clawed arm. And then it like very quickly flashes back to a more drow-like arm. And he goes, "Please, if I'll maybe take this to the to the laboratory down sure. below. I I very me- much care to drink." Let me help you, and uh, I'm going
1: to. I'll get up from the chair. I'll like. I'll offer myself as a support, mm. uh, and a, I will adjust density on him so he is he is lighter, so he can move a little more freely.
0: Um, he like has an arm around your your shoulders, and he goes, oh, "I appreciate that you." always had wonderful ways of making things a bit easier. Both age and this wound have finally begun to take its toll on me. Look at you, though, all sprightly in your undead form.
1: <laughs> Shut up until you're not coughing up blood on your
0: floor. Yes, uh, that will be a pain to get out if I live long enough to get to it. Um, and you both start descending the staircase and moving over to one of the few tables where the beakers and everything are, are boiling and bubbling. And he takes one of the finished flasks and he begins to drink it. And you can tell it's immediately that it's a health potion. And mm-hmm. while some of his wounds kind of stitch up, it's, you can see that there's like something else that seems to be leeching out from within. Um, and like, you can see necroses like making veins traveling through their skin as Mm -hmm. he's like separating the cloth to see how bad it actually is. And he's, yes, no, this is not exactly how I pictured the end might come. But I have done quite a bit. Had quite the treasure trove here. And he's looking around the room. But I would like to settle on my pillow's once more in leisure if this is to be towards the end at the very least care to join me again perhaps we can speak in a little bit more comfort sure and you both begin to descend down to that first floor which was very very wide and in the middle you had seen this like large mound of cushions where there is just Depression of something very large, having sat there, um, and some of the some of the cushions and pillows have been burnt and cindered, uh, or have cinders on them and ash. And he goes, oh, "Gosh, that won't do." And um, like a gust of wind is able to disperse most of that. And he goes, oh, "Some of those were my favorites." <sighs> you know, the the drow, while being bloody awful, uh, they do make very fine silk. Though there was some... Oh, gosh, what was it? There was some creature that you spoke of at length in the Astral Realm that made for the, the greatest cushions. Or something about its product or its hair, perhaps. You never did bring me one. You did promise me, though. Alas, I don't think I'll see that, but, um... I haven't the foggiest
1: idea of what you're talking oh, about. Of course not, I'm sorry. It's convenient for you, isn't it?
0: Oh, yes, no. What more could I put upon your plate? It's just because you can't remember... Gosh, I wish I had more time to capitalize on that. Um, And he's smiling at you as he's climbing up into the cushions. And then you see his body start to lengthen and enlarge until you see wings kind of coming off of his arms until finally this incredibly large, huge creature sits before you they have this long draconian head and neck you see behind the head are coming out at like horns are these almost look like zerkwood branches and on the neck extend this mane of like uh fungus yeah and his eyes turn this very almost glossed over with like this darker large pupil inset and his forelimbs, the wings extend off of, but hug tight to the body, the smaller rear legs and the very long tail that almost forms these spines and mace towards the end of sharper, different types of fungi. And you realize or remember that Sekorak is a deep dragon. Mm-hmm. And he settles himself upon his cushions crossing his arms. And you can see, like, just below uh, his lower, deeper purple scales along his belly, you can see the very large wound. Um, and again, all that necrosis and what looks like poison kind of billowing out from there. You're like, oh, that is so much better.
1: <sighs> that explains particular field of interest
0: oh and what particular field of interest is that?
1: oh I just think Scylla will feel a little bit better that I gave up an egg
0: <laughs> yes no I'm Uh. perhaps it's time we do talk about that as well Vlad would you like to come out now And you see amongst the large beams that make up the ceiling of this first floor in the tower a small figure. You see this kind of grayish tail kind of unwind and hang down for a moment. And then this form just drop down until you see what looks like a little boy standing on the cushions next to sekirak and they have this very large like long mane of gray and black hair and you see that there's a couple little like what look like stone like horns coming up their eyes though are almost entirely black except you see the irises are this bright red And they're wearing kind of like these grungy, dusty clothes, like a pair of, like a tunic and some kind of shorts. And you can see they've got semi-clawed fingers and feet. And Sakura goes, Now Vlad, this is an old friend of mine. I know you've already been acquainted with their mind. So we are going to show utmost respect, yes? And Vlad kind of turns to look up at Sekrak and nods their head and looks back at you, and it's just these bright red eyes kind of boring into you. And um, Vlad actually, like, does this big formal bow to you. Um, And Sekorak nods and goes, very nicely done. We've been working on that for you. Now, Vlad's been anxious to learn how they might, uh, what's the best way, disguise themselves, perhaps? They've been most curious about the city beyond, and want very much to explore its streets. I said, however, for their own sake, it was probably best to work on polymorphing into a human, or something a little bit closer. (laughs) We're getting there, as you can see, it's not perfect and uh, Vlad speaks up and goes it is a pleasure to see you again sir thank you for donating, donating so much of your time towards my um, incubation is that correct, is that correct? and Zacharach nods yes, no, very well done
1: It is a pleasure to officially make your acquaintance.
0: So, you did it. You hatched another dragon, my friend. Probably the only one left of his kind, unfortunately. Though that doesn't seem to have gotten Vlad's spirits down. They're quite bright-eyed and eager to explore. And Vlad just kind of, like, nods their head. Yeah. Like, duh. And they look to be, um, if you had to guess, Vlad looks like any kind of 10-year-old boy except mm-hmm. for the, you know, obvious draconic features. Wow. So... You did it. You hatched them. You did everything you needed to. And now that they are, well, alive and no longer hindered by their shelled form. Perhaps you would care to take them with you. Show them the world. Show them what it is to be of a good person, of a good heart.
1: I... I am honored. I... This is... the experiment, the experience... of millennia. But... I don't know where I go from here. Hmm. I I don't know I'm afraid
0: Well uh, We have some time What are you What are you truly afraid of Sifel It can't be of your friends Surely No
1: I am afraid of harming them Hmm. I don't know who or what I was for the centuries that you claim to have known me but all I have been in the time most of the time I can remember is a monster And I thought that I was gaining control of that truth, that I was wrangling what I was to be useful, and now I don't feel I have the control anymore.
0: Well, you don't seem to be connected to an elder brain, at least at the time you weren't. It's true, you do have Orcus leaning over your shoulder a bit more than I think anybody would care for.
1: You said what is you it? know it, a way out.
0: Oh, <laughs> that is something that requires you very much going out into the world and regaining what you have lost. Sifel, it's It's but a wish. I... I know no other way other than perhaps striking down Orcus himself and using his own wand or rod against him. I I fear a wish is the only thing that could truly undo everything that has befallen you. I, I feel that if you were to somehow best Orcus and retrieve the rod, that you might be able to undo your undeath. But to return to your humanity, as it were, I feel would require a true bending of fate.
1: I don't need my humanity. I need control. That would Uh, be enough.
0: I would say then... You have your answer, for as much as you may or may not like it. You must go out there, and find Orcus, and strike them down. Uh, or perhaps manage to steal away their staff. Uh, but that has never been my particular area of expertise.
1: Have you ever seen someone claimed by a similar being like I am?
0: Not that I can say, unfortunately.
1: I just don't want to be a puppet if I can hold on enough to beat Orcus somehow that seems achievable but if I am truly at his whim I am not so sure
0: Well, I guess we best assess what it is, how long your leash is, so to speak. Have they directed your exact movements all the way to here? No. Well, that is a start. That is good. And what exactly did they ask of you?
1: To learn the goings on of the other demons in the Dunderdark and to report back. That I may be called upon at any time and must answer.
0: Hmm. Well, that last part is uh, slightly more troubling. But I think it's something that perhaps you can work with. If you are traversing the Underdark and wild this place is, you will be forced to become stronger. There is no choice about it. It is truly survival of the fittest or the smartest down here. That's why I've spent so much of my time in this tower. So many. Dark rumors and stories linger on it that most people have left me in peace. And then your own visitations over the years. Uh, But I think the fact that you can walk about Safel, that you can choose your every days, and why not feed him information on the other goings-on of the demons? They all hate each other. Well, so far as the stories tell. What if you could turn them against each other? What if you could use Orcus to fight off another? Perhaps you could jump in then at the right moment, take his rod from him, or or do the killing blow yourself. If he's going to call upon you anyways... And he's perhaps fighting for his own life. Would he not be too distracted to be puppeting you? I see why I kept you around. (laughs) Well, we always did our best thinking when we put our minds together. You are...
1: You are suggesting I take my lack of control and use it to manipulate myself to the top.
0: Precisely. God,
1: it's basic.
0: (laughs) But it's so basic it's good, is it not? No, it's just <laughs> basic. <laughs> Sorry. No! <laughs> I do. Oh. Well, I. I dare say it's so simple, to put it, that if a kink in this plan were to come along, you could certainly find a way about it. So, fella, you can't. You can't do it alone no
1: no I've learned that more the longer I've been down here I I traveled with a boy he I lost him on the way into the tower did you see anyone
0: uh, I myself did not. Uh, Vlad, did you happen to see anyone leaving the tower, perhaps through the river? And uh, Vlad, like, nods their head and actually, like, scampers up the staircase and, like, leaps over to one of the windows and points out and, and like, tapping on the the glass with one of his clawed nails. And he goes, "Yes, no, beyond, uh, in the river, the boy. What was?" not waterlogged, uh, managed to crawl ashore there, and I saw some of the kobolds taking him into the city.
1: He'll be safe there.
0: No, that, will, that is good. I'm impressed that they survived the whirlpool. Not many creatures do. Uh, they'll perhaps be a bit dizzy and waterlogged for a bit, but, uh, those kobolds are resourceful and good to newcomers.
1: He's, a. Uh... It's a rambunctious young man. He'll be fine. I knew his father for a short time. Look at you with all
0: your connections. <laughs> at least two. At least two. Well, three now. You, you can't forget that. No.
1: What do you say, Vlad? Do
0: you want to see the Underdark and fight gods and demons? Uh, and Vlad like immediately jumps down and lands and just like emphatically is nodding their head like, yes, like definitely just super excited little kid energy of like, yes, holy smokes, let's go. um, And Sekarak is like, do you think you'll go back to your friend's? think
1: I would be dumb to go to anyone else.
0: <laughs> that is good to hear. And I might have lied a little while ago when I asked how they were and how they were doing. I've kept my tabs upon them.
1: Are they safe?
0: Well, they're certainly occupied. Here, take a look. And he... Uh, points over to a large um, scrying bowl Mm. where there's water upon it and he casts the spell scrying and you see Scylla and uh, Hester and Artemis combating a large red figure with these kind of devilish horns and uh, you see Hester reaching out with a crystal, and all of a sudden, it gets sucked inside. And goes, "Um, it appears that the they have a little friend with them. I I don't remember call hearing their name. Uh, he seems resourceful enough. Yes, well, definitely to take on a Freety like that. Very daring, I must say." And it looks like, and he's almost like a, almost like a touch screen is like swiping it (laughs) until he sees Artemis and goes, that, however, looks rather dire. And then he like swipes again and you see friend and you see Scylla are running down the, the hall towards, um, towards Artemis and goes, I, I do hope they manage to make it wherever they are, but, uh, They are on the outskirts of Bligdenstone. As to the exact location, I could not say, but I have been to the city and could use a little bit of what power I have left within me to get you there.
1: I... That will have to do i and he's like staring at the the bowl I will he make it?
0: that I cannot tell Unfortunately, the scrying view can only show me so much but I guess you'll have to see when you find them again. I do hope for his sake that he manages to pull through. Send me. I would suggest, perhaps, a little something to help you on your journey. Something that might not uh, will help you cause yourself not to raise any alarm. If you put a it. pillowcase on my head, I'll. It's stab not a you. pillowcase. That that I I did overhear of that time I connected with you in your brain. That was fucking hilarious, I though. have
1: never been more demoralized.
0: It was so
1: good, though.
0: Magicutioner.
1: <laughs> you know what? I don't think that wound's big enough. We should do something about
0: no, that. No, no, it's, no. It's, thank you. That's fine. I will, I will stop teasing you. <laughs> but um, here, one of the few things that didn't manage to get burnt up. And it, they gingerly pick up a small hat and like classic wizardly hat and plop it on your head and goes, that should help disguise you. So long as you wear it, you can take what form you will. Very well. Not that this form isn't ravishing or anything. I I do think you could enter into a pageant and find yourself very quickly within the top three. You know damn well I want no such accolades. So you say now you should have known yourself before. Boast, 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 boast. Oh, I'm the archmage of a beautiful college, blah, blah, blah. I don't need to know
1: who I was for a millennia to know that I didn't give a single care of beauty.
0: Indeed, indeed. <coughs> and you can see them kind of like even in their very large dragonoid form, they are um they get a little bit paler there for a moment. You can, you look at the wound and you can see some of the necrosis has spread a little bit farther. He goes, no, um, perhaps there's no time to waste. We best get you there. Come, uh, to the top of the tower. And he shifts polymorphs back into his human form. And you all begin traversing up the spire Lad quickly in tow. And when you reach there, um, he quickly like mage hands the furniture away from the center of the room. And um, with another wave of the hand, a teleportation circle appears there. And he turns to you and without even like asking, just embraces you one arm in a hug goes, It was very good to see you once again, my friend. I do hope I manage to perhaps find some solution to this dreaded wound that we might see each other again.
1: You better. You have a
0: few more stories to remind me of. Yes, over much good tea, And then he bends down to look at Vlad and he goes, Vlad, now I know you've only been with us a short while. Remember, respect, honesty, and we don't burn strangers. You are of the obsidian race and you must learn to be better than your forebears. There's a reason there's only you. And for your own sake, I would like that to change and Vlad kind of like emphatically nods his head but you can tell there's also the energy of like let's Mm. go like okay old man whatever whatever dude um and sakurak takes a few steps back and goes perhaps when you've recovered a bit more of your strength you might find yourself teleporting back here someday soon i hope And he lifts his fingers, waves his hands, speaks a few words, and with a snap, you teleport and find yourself within a city square. You see that there are tents and like bizarre setups. However, the scene is pure chaos as all around you You see oozes consuming deep gnomes left and right. They're battling it out. You see spells being flung, wizards and druids of an order that you do not recognize are consciously and actively ordering earth elementals to attack and squash oozes you see there are were rats pouring from another direction and they are moving in to swarm down on a number of oozes and slimes and puddings that are coming forth bursting through the seams of these collapsed walls and then we'll catch up with everybody else later